great day, amazing human. Welcome to the Empowered In My Skin podcast, where our mission is to help 1 billion people in this world think in more empowering ways. Empower humans, empower humans. So you are in the right spot to become a lead domino for empowerment today. My name is Inke Chi. I'm not only your host, but I am a vibrant optimist obsessed to bring you empowering content with each episode. We will be bringing you content alternating between longer episodes with feature guests and shorter episodes called Empowering Bites, where I'll be joined by my co-host, Gabby Mamone. So if you're ready, let the show begin. Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to the next episode of Empowered My Skin. Our guest today is an international award-winning communications trainer, coach, advisor, keynote speaker, and multi-award-winning blogger. She's also the author of the Amazon communications bestseller, Influence and Thrive. She's the founder of Rethinking Business Communications Limited, which offers coaching, training, and advisory services on various communication concerns. She works with professionals, executives, entrepreneurs, and leaders to amplify their influence and results. She has significant experience facilitating lectures and executive seminars around the world. I trust you are excited as I am to learn more about our guests. So please join me in a big podcast welcome for Lucille Asai. Hey! Hello, 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 hello! And I just have to—I just have so to tell, yeah, I have to tell everybody where are you, where are you calling in from? Because this is pretty awesome. I'm in Canada. You are in Lagos, Nigeria. Hey, hey, yes. hey! <laughs> Sixth most populous country in the world, and you are joining us. I'm so excited. So to get us started, very very simple mm-hmm. question. I, I guarantee you have a great answer for this. But what has been your most empowering thought that you had today so far? I can do whatever I put my mind to. Mm. And even if I haven't gotten to where I want to go, it is achievable. I mm. think that's, I love wraps that. It up. I yeah. love that. So let's and go. It's my time. <laughs> it is your time. It's my time. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And there's, has it been a journey to get to your time? Um, yes, just grinding and just doing what I've been doing um, for the last couple of years, mm-hmm. um, for over, about 10 years plus, yeah, mm-hmm. I think. And uh, just, um, just, just honing my craft and just being very disciplined, even though mm-hmm. I didn't really think people were taking notice. Mm-hmm. And then further down the line, a couple of years down the line, like, yeah, they've been taking notice and then things started to happen and, and all of that. So. Yeah, so I think just staying the course, staying yeah. the course is what uh, I think has brought me to this point in my life and my business. And I, I just want I want to actually just double click on that a bit more. Like I'm totally going off script right now because you brought up it it's my. Be. I love that you said like it's mm-hmm. my time. Like that is such a mm-hmm. like in reflection. That's such a powerful personal like mantra. Mm-hmm. It's my time, right? Mm-hmm. And um, like, what made you realize you were like? now like this is your time like what were the things that needed to be true was it stuff you're working on or was it just a decision you made that you know what it's my time I think it's a decision because Mm -hmm. I I just feel that I've put in a lot of work and a lot of years (laughs) I'm not I'm not old but I've just put in a lot of work over the last couple of years and I think 
about four years ago, I started to become really strategic and intentional Mm -hmm. about letting my work, sharing my work, getting um, more active on LinkedIn, for example, Mm -hmm. and just, um, and just making sure that my voice was heard. Mm -hmm. I I think I initially was just doing things, you know, just for the joy of it, for the, you know, for the love of the craft of Mm -hmm. communications. And I just decided a couple of years ago that I really needed to start, um, amplifying mm-hmm. i think that's the word I amplifying my work and my voice and family because i'm an introvert my by nature family kept on saying that you know you had to you had to do this and you had to go out there and you, you know but it just became time for me to do so and i think now is the time i don't know whether it's because of the pandemic people are a bit more open mm-hmm. um collaborations are happening across borders and regions and I just believe it's just a good time mm-hmm. if you've put in the work to begin to really reap the benefits mm-hmm. of your hard work. Yeah. It might not it might not just happen all at once, but I just believe it's just my season. Yes, it is your season. <laughs> it's my season. I, I'm having faith as well. I, I it's my love season. It. I love it. Yeah. So you wear many hats and, and just bear with me as I take, you know, take the listeners through <laughs> some of these, right? So you're an award-winning okay. communications trainer. Uh, we found out that you run a communications outfit that delivers communications training advisory services um, that I mentioned in the bio. Uh, you're a mm-hmm. multi-award winning communications blogger and you work part-time as a communications coach at a prestigious Lagos business school. Like what habits, I, I don't want to, you know, my first thought was to ask you, how do you do it all? But I think for me, what I wanted to know is more so mm-hmm. what habits and systems have you created around yourself that just enables you to like get it all, get it all done? Okay, I think it's because I'm really obsessed about my field. Mm. And I mean, any interview I go on, I give them, I'm really obsessed. I became obsessed about communi- business communications about a decade ago. Mm-hmm. So because of my obsession, <laughs> uh, you know, I, because of my obsession, I'm, I was constantly um, learning and just uh, reading up and just sharing insights and just learning from experts and collaborating and just interacting with lots of people. And the more I learned, the more passionate I became mm-hmm. about the field. And, uh, it, it just, it just, it just moved on. It moved on from there and I became really disciplined. Mm-hmm. Um, I just said, for example, I've been blogging every month for 11 years wow. and I blogged Yes, I blocked through formal former employment, through staying at home, you know, through my third pregnancy and, you know, recovering from my third pregnancy, through getting back into the employment field and running my business and stuff like that. And it was a decision that I made even before I thought anything could happen, you know, for 11 years, you know. And uh, I think that to me has been really, really critical to where I am today. You know, I could have that focus. And there'll be some times when I have, panics i'm like oh it's almost at the end of the month i haven't blocked i haven't written an article and then i just you know calm down and i just just go into the flow and just recognize that this is something i'm passionate about and something always comes up Mm -hmm. and i'm able to share and i found out that being disciplined uh being disciplined has really really helped me so it has helped me to um basically wear those hats and to try and navigate how to um juggle I think that's the word to mm-hmm. juggle uh, the different points and they all complement each other because they're all around the same yeah. field. So yeah. I'm not just doing something that it's, I'm not doing something that's outside my field that really gets me um, flustered. Everything is sort of feeding into everything else. So mm-hmm. I work at the business school, the communications coach. Yeah. I'm also running my 
communications company that does training and facilitation and so on and so forth. And I've been blogging about communication management. Mm-hmm. So everything just feeds. There's an alignment it's like through it cycle. all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. So I find out that once I'm focused and disciplined, and I always tell people that discipline trumps motivation. Mm-hmm. Once I'm focused and disciplined, it becomes easier. I don't have a team of people. And sometimes I tend to be a one woman, you know, business when it comes to the writing and the training and stuff like that. But I do reach out to get support, you know, from time to time, you know, graphic support here and there. But I just find out, I just found out that being disciplined has really helped. So if there's anything that has really helped me to the point that I am today and has encouraged me to continue in my journey is knowing what's it is that I'm after, which is to empower people and to help them to hone their communication skills so they can go and do all those great things that they want to do in their lives. And how do I get that? By continually um, honing my craft, researching, practicing, reaching out to people, learning from people, and just, you know, just sticking to it. Yeah. So that has, I think that has, that has worked for me. It's very, it might be uninteresting <laughs> for people and all that, but that's what, that's what works for me. And, um, and interestingly, I just found that that in uh, over the last couple of years, international organizations and, you know, people started taking notice, mm-hmm. people started taking notice and it it didn't happen overnight. So I was, you know, just grinding, you know, and people kept on, my family kept on saying, Oh, you need to go and speak. You need to go and go like, no, I just want to do my own little thing, you know? And, uh, but I started to take that advice, started to become more vocal and, and, uh, and the role I have at the business school also helps because that really put me at the forefront of the training coaching business and i and i get to meet different people from different uh, sectors as well mm. so that has really helped me so my system or my superpower is just focus and discipline focus and discipline. I think, uh, yeah focus and discipline and so when did you realize that communication was your thing that it, it, you were gifted uh, like what was yeah. the starting point Okay, so right out of university or right after the university, I did my um, my university studies in the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I landed a job. I returned to Nigeria, got married like two months later. So there I was in my 20s, you know, no, desperately looking for a job. And uh, I landed a job at the embassy of Sweden as a, a commercial officer. And I think that was just perfect for me because it's, it's, it's just aligned with my background. I had schooled abroad as well. So I, I got to meet a lot of people. I got to travel and everything. And on, in that role, I had to do a lot of writing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'd always been quite, you know, decent, a decent writer, you know, but that was where I really started to hone my craft, so to speak, because I had to write, I had to write to uh, companies in Nigeria, to organizations in Sweden, to foreign, to diplomats and so on and so forth. I had to travel and collaborate with colleagues. And it was a new role at the time. So I had to learn everything. There, were, there weren't any templates. So I had to learn everything. So I said, okay, not a problem. So I did that for a couple of years, then decided to resign. People thought I was mad. <laughs> well, I resigned, you know, just to concentrate on my family, had my second child. And then when I was ready to get back into the employment field, it was 2008, 2009. Yeah, that was the global financial crisis. So 
it was just not possible for me to get a job. And I just thought one day, you know, what could I do? And I went for one or two interviews and it just came to me and I just started blogging, literally started writing my first article on it. And it was on communication. Mm -hmm. And that's where the blog started. So I, I continued. So and I just found out that I really loved, I really loved the field. And I started to notice a lot of gaps. Yeah. Bear in mind, I wasn't employed. I was still a stay at home mom at the time. But I just started to notice a lot of gaps. You know, I would read um, uh, the news or uh, read articles or uh, he listened to a CEO speak and I was like, no, 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 something wasn't right. This shouldn't be. So I started researching and started, you know, really getting deep into the field. And the more I blogged and all that, the more interested I got. So the obsession just started to build. Mm -hmm. And I did that for a couple of years until I landed uh, the role at the business school. And then I became steeped. Yeah, because it was a communications role. And what was one of the attractions was the fact that I had been blogging for a couple of years on communication. Yeah, and I had done a, a training program a few months before the interview. So everything was still fresh. So, you know, everything was still fresh. And when I started, it was just right you know, thrown right into it and I had to facilitate lectures and stuff like that. And when I became really steeped in it, that was when it just took off, you know, mm. it took off, you know, the explicitly took, I started interacting with a lot of people, started educating myself into the different aspects. And I just found that I loved it. Mm. And then I loved helping. And then I loved helping people. people I yeah. loved helping people. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, communicate better. And I started to see how useful it would be, especially in Nigeria. Well, I say, especially in Nigeria, and I noticed a, um, um, a bit of a struggle with business writing in particular. Mm -hmm. That was initially my forte. Then I started branching out into different aspects of uh, communication. I just found out that what tended to come a bit naturally to me, Didn't what I thought every was coming naturally to everyone else wasn't. Yeah. And everything was like, hmm, you know, the, perhaps I should take this seriously. And over the last couple of years, just really intensified my efforts and I've gotten the privilege of working with very interesting people, even in my private work. And it's just a joy to mm. help them. It really gladdens me when they say, oh gosh, after our session, you know, I've become more confident. I did this and, you know, this and um, last year, and I shared these two uh, testimonies. testimonies. No, we in Nigerians, we love testimonies, yeah? Or testimonials. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> so... I, I, I share, and one of it was really, really, it really encouraged me and all that. So um, an executive had reached out to me. She was an executive MBA student at the business school, but she was also a business owner. So she had reached out to me privately and asked for coaching and writing. So we had a three months informal coaching thing. I used to meet with her once a month and stuff, shared all those things. And even before the end of the coaching thing, she, she, she told me that, my goodness, that would you believe that she has one business that was over, I think she said, um, ooh, I can't remember the percentage, but a significant percentage higher than what she had asked for. Oh, wow. Almost based entirely on how she constructed her arguments in an email. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And to me, that was, that was it, you know, so... If I needed any validation or any encouragement that this really works, you know, coaching works and communication training works. That, that was, was one a, of the, yeah, yeah that was one of catalyst. the, she was so, so happy. She was like, oh, you know, I was ready to throw in the towel, but I constructed the email. I remember what you said. I did this. I listed my points. I did this. And they called me and they said, yes, we're going to consider. And in fact, <laughs> yes, we're going to pay more. 
And I was like, that, that really led to an in, to increased revenue. This wasn't a wishy-washy thing. She could pinpoint the actual amount that she, yeah. that she got extra. And that to me was a, was a, was a really good yeah, thing. And another callous, executive yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. We, so I, I just derived joy from that, from mm-hmm. helping people. And all the experience you have, what's a, what's the biggest myth when it comes to communication that people have? Oh, yes. I think is um, no thinking that it's all about you. Mm. I think, I think that would be the number one mistake thinking that, you know, Oh, it's all about you or, you know, um, you know, you're very knowledgeable in your field. You have all this information that you want to share and everybody had better listen and stuff, but it's really not, it's really about the people you want to help or empower. So it's about your audience. And that is a mindset shift that I tell people, even leaders, I said, if you consider your audience, and that's why it's, I consider that the number one rule of effective communication in general, if you consider your audience and you attune everything to their needs and how you can help them, it makes you more credible. It makes you, um, what's the word? Charismatic. Yes, charismatic because Mm. people view us. And then, yeah, believable as well. Mm -hmm. Plus, you know, people are likely to accept what it is you're proposing and because they know that deep down that you want to offer value, you want to make their lives better in some way, mm-hmm. you know, but if you go about it, Oh, I'm this, I'm the CEO and this, this is my vision. This will do whatever I expect everyone to do this or to do this. You'll find out that the buy-in is quite low, mm-hmm. but if you, if you're able to sell it and say that, okay, this is what this is what will make us better. Yeah. Would make us achieve this and make yeah. our life better. We're proud of our work. It's going to highlight our good work. It's going to earn us more money. It's going to do this. It's going to do that. And wouldn't you like to be a part of something? Bigger. You know, yeah. something's big. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and stuff like that. And then it just makes you a leader that people would want to follow. So I think the number one communication problem I see is that sometimes speakers, leaders, managers, they make it all about themselves. Yeah, they make it all about themselves as opposed to how their thoughts and their solutions will positively impact other people. So keeping that, so let's just take that as like sort of a step number one. So thinking about ambitious, especially female professionals who, well, at least in like, if I think about my field in technology, we've often had to Mm -hmm. um, lean in a little bit more and have a little bit more courage to be heard and seen. Um, yeah. but, but regardless, whether it's females or males, um, leaders increasing their influence and impact with communication, like mm-hmm. what, are, what are some other tips outside? So now you understand your audience, you tailor your message yeah. to, to empower them. What are some other mm-hmm. effective tips that you can okay. share? Yeah, so rule number two, <laughs> just get you through the three rules, yeah? So rule number two would be to ensure that your message is simple to understand. Mm-hmm. Very important, very important. Simple to understand, it's brief, mm-hmm. and it's clear. Okay. So simple to understand is use simple language that um, a 12-year-old would understand. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how complicated, and I'm sure you understand this being in tech, mm-hmm. yeah? It doesn't matter how complicated it is. Because you wouldn't, you wouldn't always be communicating with tech people, yes, for example. Yeah. You'd be communicating with diverse people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if you're looking for funding or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you may get an investor in a different field who would like, mm, I want to branch in. Could you explain this to me mm-hmm. so I understand? Mm-hmm. So I think that's really important. So ensuring that your message is simple to understand. And that is brief. People, 
people don't have time. They don't have time for very long um, stories and, you know, for you to waffle on and just get to the point as concisely as possible. And then the, and, and the third point is to make it clear. So what do you want them to feel, to think, or to do? So I call this second rule, the three beacons. So give me simplicity, brevity, and clarity. So whatever your message is, if you make sure it's simple, brief, and clear, it's easier and quicker for you to know whether you're going to get the support you want or not. So that's that's the second one. And the final one is the feedback. Feedback is a, is a very, very big one. And uh, when you say feedback, it's not just asking for feedback or giving feedback, but also making sure that your feedback is timely and factual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, timely mm-hmm. and factual. So what I what I have noticed is that sometimes when there's bad news, people don't like being the bearer of bad news. Yeah. So say you know you you pitching and everything, and um, you get word that oh, you know you were not accepted into a program or your pitch was declined or, or something and 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 all that, and the person is not communicating and you don't know where you stand. It's impossible for you to move on. Mm-hmm. You know. But if the person gets back to you, you know, relatively soon and the same, twenty four hours, forty eight hours at the max. Okay, we're sorry, we can't go on with this project and and stuff like that. And you can ask for specifics that would help you in your in your next pitch. Then that would be useful. And then as a professional or leader, it makes you more credible. Yeah, because if you if you don't communicate and if you don't say what the fact is, the people start to speculate. And we see this when there are disasters and when there are corporate scandals and everything. You know, the you just see people just, you know, top management just, just being numb, you know, and then a, a lot of speculation goes uh, goes on social media. And be, by the time you release your statement or, you, or the spokesperson comes and everything, people have filled in the blanks, then it becomes very difficult to be able to extract the truth yes. and so on and so yes. forth. But if you own it and everything, yeah. Exactly. Uh, and uh, it, it just becomes, it becomes easier for people to say, okay, this was a bad situation. You know, they've told us what the facts are. So there's no way to what it is. I heard say. the most fabulous thing this week. It said, bad yeah. news does not age yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's so true. It's so true, right? Like I, yeah, I, so yeah bad news so does true. not age well. And so a lot of times I will communicate and say, hey, I need to allow you, I need to give you a heads up on something. I am gathering additional mm. results, but even just trying to get out the initial news out, it actually yes. prepares you without, you know, versus you like, you got to get it perfect. You got to have another, like sometimes it's just mm. let people know it's, this is where we are right now. These are some exactly. of the very top of mind things I could tell you about. And let me get a better position, pay, you know, back, um, back to you. Exactly. On, bad news and, is and, not and factual. Yeah. 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 And exactly. Factual and timely. Yes. Factual. factual so they say, this is what we do know. This is what we do know. A, B, C. Mm-hmm. We don't know the others, but when we do know, we'll let you know. But this is our position for now, based on the information we have that yeah. is verified. You know, as a leader, that makes you credit. People are like, okay, we can trust this person. And uh, and uh, let's just wait and see how it pans out. They may not agree, but they would appreciate it, and it will make you credible. You know, people tend to avoid you know having to you know give feedback and so on and so forth. But it's really important, yeah. I think, and it adds up to your overall perception of being a professional, yes. Yes. especially if you're in, in leadership, mm-hmm. especially if you're in leadership. So, very three 
those three rules. Yes. Those three rules very well, quickly. Thank you for yeah. sharing your three rules of communication. I think that that's <laughs> very valuable. Yeah. Uh, so I, I can't even believe we're, the time is moving so quickly. It just moves as quickly here in Canada as it does in Nigeria. <laughs> but I, I do. I want to take you through some rapid thrivers. So learn a little sure. bit more about you in the process. So when you think about someone who inspires mm-hmm. you, who comes first to mind? Oh, my dad, my late dad, oh. my late dad. Yeah, he passed away in 2020. He was, he was amazing. He was a brilliant, 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 brilliant um, uh, a leader, mm. uh, uh, brilliant, very, um, um, very intelligent. And, but one thing that, and it was really heartwarming when he passed away, for when people we didn't know, started flooding the website with a lot of tributes and everything. It just, it just validated who he was as a person. So really humble, super intelligent, super, super intelligent, first class material, scholarships awards, super intelligent, effective, compassionate, empathetic leader. Mm-hmm. And, um, somebody who had very high integrity and values. And that was really how he was, you know, to us in, in the family. And that translated to how he was, you know, in his social gatherings at work, um, at work, because he was a leader in uh, one of Nigeria's uh, top oil companies mm-hmm. at the time. And he had been there since, <laughs> since before he got married. So we used to <laughs> okay, joke, so he was there for like over like 35 years. <laughs> like Nobody stays, you know, with the company that long, you know, and all that. So he, I think he, to this day, he's one person that, uh, whose values that I, I, I try to emulate. I don't know how I'm going to ever, you know, <laughs> I'm ever going to get there, but uh, yes. So That's he's beautiful. somebody that, uh, as far as yeah, I know, just not me. me and my other. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Me. I lost Very my dad good last values. year. I lost my dad last year too, oh, so, and he was my last person. Year, oh, so. dear. Yeah, yeah oh, he's my person too. Was, uh, condolences. Thank it's you. Tough. Thank it's you. Tough. What's the daily oh, yeah. activity that helps you with your thrive? Hmm, that's a good one, actually. Uh, it's not something I, I should do this every day. Very good one. I don't do it all the time, but just take time to just unwind. Okay. I think it's mm-hmm. under it. Mm-hmm. So achieve, achieve, achieve. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just, if I can take more naps, okay. <laughs> I can just take more naps and <laughs> yes. just unwind you know uh, (laughs) yeah i mean as an introvert i'm always looking for excuses to stay at home (laughs) and just unwind (laughs) you know my siblings would not say okay there's another public holiday coming on lucille you should find this really interesting you know and all that they they make fun of me but i think it's important to just have that downtime yeah to to unwind so connect with yourself to unwind uh, doing nothing watch tv i don't know connect with yourself yeah just yeah exactly just unwind i i guarantee you are a reader so what is a book that helps you with your thrive okay so i read a book by kaman galo called talk like ted an eye opener of the book yeah, and it was basically about him analyzing hundreds of TED Talks and then oh. highlighting like eight strategies that you, you could use to hone your, your skills and, and so on and so on. Oh. So that was an eye-opener because it really expanded my mind to the different aspects, to neuroscience and, and, all, and all that. So that is one book mm-hmm. that I recommend okay. in addition to my book, yes. obviously. <laughs> Thank you, Thrive. Yes, we, we are going to put those. <laughs> in handy. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put that in the show notes for sure. Yes. yes. Awesome. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think that's for 
as a communication book, I think that is critical. Mm-hmm. Having said all that, um, because communication is broad, so there are other books in the different aspects of communication that I also recommend, you know, and all that. There's another one called The Style Guide for Business and Technical Communication by Stephen Covey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's very good for writing as well. And um just uh, different ones. But apart from that, I listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I listen to podcasts, to videos and all that. And I think it's just important to have uh, different avenues yeah. from where you can draw yeah. information. So not everybody is a reader. People, you know, but maybe some people would like to listen to podcasts yes. or, or yeah. videos. And everybody so on and should so be a learner. So, you don't yes. have to be a reader. It should be a learner. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Continuous learner. Yeah. yeah. So when people say, oh, expert, I said, I'm constantly learning. I'm subscribed to a lot of resources, you know, and I read and I interact and I ask questions because that's the only way you stay yeah. sharp, especially yeah. in the communications industry. Yeah. What is an so app that helps me? Yes. <laughs> what is an app that helps you with your thrive? I'm not really an app person, actually. Um, oh no, 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 no. Okay. Mm, yeah. But um, I'm on LinkedIn every day. Okay. Oh, no, I think, almost every day. I think day. when people think apps, are they, like even your blog, I don't know, your blog, you must put it somewhere yeah. digital, right? Like at the end of the day, your blog. Yeah. 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 So LinkedIn. Yeah. LinkedIn so I just remembered. Yeah. yeah. LinkedIn. Yeah, so LinkedIn, yes. very useful community yes, for yes, information, yes. for knowledge, for everything. Yeah. So I try to log in once a day at least. Yeah, and I love how LinkedIn expanded in COVID. Like, it's so funny. Yes. I, um, yes. I, uh, yes. I recognized, it, like, there's a lot of business speak and stuff in that. And I just made a decision mm-hmm. that I was going to actually also show other aspects, you know, of just being mm-hmm. human, right? Because sometimes we, we get into so much of the doing of work that we miss the humanness of work, right. you know? And so right. I was like, in, in COVID, I was just like, yeah, my, my colleagues need to know that to get, I need to motivate them to get up and exercise and not not gain 15 pounds through quarantine. So <laughs> I, I started to put a bit of ex- workout tips on uh, right. LinkedIn and then everyone's yeah. like, oh my God, I love watching you work out. It motivates me. So I kind of, I mean, I've obviously tailed back on that, but uh, um, right. But yeah, no, I loved how LinkedIn really like people post their children and weddings and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. parents and families. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's a really awesome community. So, Lucille, with, with all of a, with yes. all of the stuff that you do, the hats that you wear, the awards that you've won, you know, mother of three. Mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't I don't even want to <laughs> discount that I heard that three not, you know, and married. Um, what is one misconception mm-hmm. that people have of you? Is they kind of see you doing oh, it yes. all and hustling and grinding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. People who know me, you know, I mentioned, I mentioned this being an introvert. Yeah. And I'll share a joke. So my siblings, they tell me that they are the greatest fraud ever because they can't understand. Yes. She said, you know, you're just a fraud. We know you. And they can't understand when they see me, you know, out there, you know, they see me giving speeches, they see me lecturing or, or just even going out and just dancing and everything. And they, I understand the, the concern, you know, they, you know, I like to unwind, but the misconception sometimes with introverts such as, just such as me is that we um, are antisocial yeah, yeah. and um, we, we cannot communicate, we cannot be lively, we cannot be passionate and so on and so on. And that's not really true. Mm-hmm. But I do have my limitations. So if I'm going to go into a networking event, I'm not going to wear network for an entire hour. It would drain me. Mm-hmm. So I know what my limitations are. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would tell myself, okay, I'm going in for 30 minutes. I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and then I'm going to go and I'm going to relax and mm-hmm. all that. And that works for me. Mm-hmm. But I find out that when I'm passionate about something, it just comes through and mm-hmm. I'm passionate about communication. So mm-hmm. it comes through. And every time 
I mentioned this in class or in a seminar, my pro, I'm like, I'm actually a, 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 an introvert. I hear gasps. Mm-hmm. I, I, people were like, oh, they're like, no way. I said, it's true. It's really, really true. But because I'm passionate about this, you know, mm-hmm. it just just shines mm-hmm. through. And I'm more than one version of myself. myself. I think yeah. that's a critical yeah. point as well. Well, so actually, the way if, I, I, if I could just interject yeah. for a second, it's yeah. interesting because one yes. of the things I've done in, in sort of coaching and myself is that yeah. I am... I am introverted. I am extroverted. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, like yes. sometimes I feel we too, I think where you're going, we, if you're extroverted or introverted, you're in this box and it's almost like you're mm-hmm. in this box. And then, so introverts oh, are yes. not supposed to be able to network. They're not supposed to be able to do this. Right. And then extroverts are supposed to be really great at this. And that's why mm. I feel like people have limited communication. I think it's more important to really understand who you are because then you'll be yes. able to articulate, well, in these type of situations where I am talking about my passions, yes. you are going to feel an extroversion coming from me because yes. I'm in, you know, but I love how you're I'm just, lo- and I, to the listeners, like, it's so important to really know who you are because then you can actually mm. cr- create those systems that help protect your yes. space, but also help you communicate you know, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, completely agree. You're, 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 you're so right. So, and you see in my line of work as well, it just, it encourages people. So mm-hmm. I said, you don't need to morph into something that you are not. Mm-hmm. However, for some certain circumstances and situations where the stakes are high, you need to up your game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to up, you need to let the people have the full range of your expertise, your passion and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And you'll find out that everything just shines through. Yes. So I think that's the that's the misconception. But I do know my limits. Yes. I, I I have to I have to say that I know my limits, and I just try to make sure that things are just balanced. I love it. So where mm-hmm. do we find more of you online? Okay, so my website I think is lucillosai.com. Easiest way we have yes. the links to everything, including my book, my Facebook, so everything, and then Facebook, yes. uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, all of it is there. I saw. Yes. Okay, awesome. Yes, and I'll share the link for your book. And so this uh, this episode, this episode, this podcast is is titled "Empowered in My Skin." And as mm-hmm. a parting question, I just want to know what that means to you. I think just um, believing in yourself and believing that even though you're not where you want to go, that you have the tools and you have um, the opportunity to take control, to do what you can to get to where you would like to be. So you may not necessarily need to wait for somebody to open the door for you, but just in your own way, however you're comfortable, just make sure that your voice is heard. Mm. It could be heard through the, you talked about, you know, during COVID you were doing this exercise thing and to you, it was just something fun and it's just, you know, it just it just blew up and people started to contact you. If that's what if that's your thing, do it. If you like speaking, do it. If you like writing in your corner, mm-hmm. you know, tiny blog, which is what I did many, many years ago, how I started, do it. But believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Believe in yourself and don't let the um lack of opportunities really deter you. And you know, just be grinding and doing what you can. And um where it's possible, see how you can highlight, highlight and amplify your voice. Awesome. Because unless you Unless you let people know that you exist, yes. unfortunately, they. I really became intentional about that. Yeah. I really became intentional about that, and um, and just be proud of your work and uh, 
be one of your greatest cheerleaders. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, Lucille, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to interview you. And sadly, this is where we have to come to a close, but uh, I thank you. The world thanks you. The world loves you. And clearly it's coming back. And thank you for showing your love on others. And to everyone that's listening, this is sadly where I have to say we're out. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. There you have it. I trust you are feeling more empowered in your skin. As the late Dr. Maya Angelou said, when you get, you give, when you learn, you teach. So it would mean so much for us at EIMS if you would share this episode and tag us or teach an insight that you took from today's episode on your socials and tag us. Feel free to leave us a review over at iTunes and follow us on social media at Empowered of My Skin. Finally, remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. See you soon.